All right, we're back recording uh, for our 18th, no, 17th episode of Below the Surface that we've done. Um, this is also the earliest we've recorded one. We always record exclusively like in the evening and it's about 1 p.m. in the afternoon here. I slept like complete shit. We were supposed to record even earlier than this, but boy, I did not make it. I just, I woke up early. I woke up at like six o'clock, something like that. And I felt pretty good. Then I fell back asleep. Woke up at like 10 something. I don't even know. No, not even. Yeah, something like that, dude. My back was just fucking killing me. I don't know if it was the way that I was sleeping, what it was. But man, I I felt great at 6 a.m. on like four hours of sleep. I could have I could have got rolling right then. But it was that extra, them extra four, four and a half, five hours of sleep or so. I don't know what happened, dude, but my back, I felt like a fucking old man waking up this morning. Is that what, is, is that what, it, what it's like in your late twenties? It's fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. is it? I, I don't know. I do. I have some mornings where I, I'll fucking, I'll hop right up. It'll be like five thirty AM and I'll clean the fucking house. And then other mornings I just don't roll out of bed till like seven 30. It's like, there's no way. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's, I'm going to blame fucking climate change, dude. It's the weather. <laughs> We're blaming everything else on climate change. Might as well, uh, might as well throw I mean, that in there too. This, I fucking, I feel like this isn't a legit fucking, it's climate change's fault though. You know, cause I was waking, when it was real cold in the morning, I was waking up cause you fucking, you just freezing your nuts off. So, but like, I don't know. When it's kind of it's kind of like fifty degrees out right now everywhere, so it's just kind of I don't it it's not really winter it's not summer I don't know. Yeah, I like it though weird. you know I like it I I prefer this I could get used to this over you know thirty degrees we have like the right amount of global warming right now. <laughs> yeah the um yeah I'll definitely it's, it's about sixty or so here where I am and like I'll definitely take this over. You know what it's going to be in a couple of months. You know, one hundred degrees, just super hot. No matter when you wake up, like you, you'll wake up in the morning, and here in South Texas, it'll it'll be like ninety five degrees plus at like seven a.m. And you're just like, oh my god, this sucks. So uh, I'll take this fifty, sixty degree weather any day of the week, any day of the week. Do you have any? Any like super pressing new stuff that you've seen this morning? This is the first conversation we've really had uh, today, which is not typical of our podcast. But have you seen anything today that's really, that's really blown I you away? Seen, I the real only thing I've heard today is that the market is mixed, and that was kind of a surprise coming off of you know yesterday's whole debt ceiling thing. I guess it kind of all that shit is just noise, you know. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna lower. They're not gonna keep the debt ceiling. You know, you're not gonna shut down the country. And I think that you know everybody kind of knows that. It's all just fucking playing politics. Did yeah, they I come mean, to a resolution on that yesterday or no? I don't know. I know the. Um, I know the the Treasury Department said they're taking like extraordinary measures to, um, you know, I and I and I. You know, I looked into that a little bit. It's like they, they basically just move money around different accounts so that the government can keep going. And so they, you know, they think they can do that until like <clears throat> like early June or whatever. But 
I mean, we, we've talked about this a couple of times over the past couple of days, thought about doing an extended thing on it on the podcast. But like the truth of the matter is, is like, yeah, you're right. They're not going to they're not going to let the U.S. default on its payments. They never have. We've always raised the debt ceiling like every single time we've come close. You know, like I know I think there was a big one in like 2011, 2012. Obama era, they had a big, they, they had a couple of ones, I think. They had one or two that got within like a week of the deadline. But, you know, then again, they always raised it. They still raised it. Like no matter how close they got to the to the deadline, they've, they've always raised it. And it's going to be the same thing <clears throat> now. You know, I know, I know Biden says he, you know, doesn't want to negotiate. And, um, you know, the Republicans don't really seem to want to raise the debt ceiling without some, some commitment from the Democrats on spending cuts. And I mean, I guess you can debate the merits of that, but like at the end of the day, we're going to get to like May and they're going to come to some sort of agreement and they're going to raise the debt ceiling because it, it doesn't benefit anyone to just let the economy just crash. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't benefit anyone involved, like any, you know, whether you're a Republican lawmaker, Democratic lawmaker, whatever it is, like it doesn't, it doesn't benefit anyone up there to let the U.S. default on its payments and like send us into a deep recession. There's no, there's no benefit to that. Um, so yeah, we're going to hear a lot about it over the next couple of months. It, it's probably going to take up a significant amount of news coverage, like the you know the negotiations and the stalling and all the grandstanding and all that kind of bullshit. But at the end of the day, they're going to raise it. Because what is why I wouldn't mean, you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? What is what is the downside to raising your your debt? Uh, I, I mean, mean I, I mean, if you it like, weakens your dollar, you're not controlling inflation at all. I mean, is that what this is about, or this doesn't really relate to that? I don't. I'm not a fucking economist. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm definitely not either. But uh, no, I mean, I think it just kind of like the Republican standpoint is going to be like if we continue raising the debt ceiling like we've done a hundred times in the past like government is just going to keep spending a reckless amount of money but like they're going to do that anyway you know what i mean like they're not i i don't know like like refusing to to raise the debt limit just doesn't like also this is this is money we've already spent you know like this is literally just covering the money that Congress has already approved. So like, yeah, like Republicans are going to come at it from that angle. Like if we just keep raising the debt ceiling, our debt is just going to keep going up and you know, the government is just going to keep spending a wild amount of money, but they do that anyway. And Republicans do it anyway. It's not like an honest argument or criticism of Democrats. I mean, they do it, but like Republicans do it too. They always do. I mean, like the, the national debt went up what? Like, six seven eight trillion dollars under trump i think it was like seven ish is that yeah how much of that was how much of that was just covid bullshit though uh probably a lot <laughs> i mean covid not was the, fucking yeah yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna give trump a pass on that either but you know i mean it, it, it's always like that though like what the, both parties do the same thing they always i mean democrats you know they they don't really pretend to want to like cut spending and cut taxes and be fiscally responsible. That's not their, you know, that's not really their thing, but Republicans pretend to be all of those things and then continue spending money like they're Democrats. This is, th this is just the way the duopoly works. 
you know, they all know that it benefits them. It benefits those in power to just continue to grow the size of government, infringe on our civil rights and continue spending our money that they've taken away from us. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> My libertarian audience will really like that. <laughs> yeah, it It's true, bullshit. though. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. It is ridiculous. It is just a... Uh, I mean... What it what what is good debt? I mean, I don't know. It's just like if all, with all the pork barreling bullshit. That's kind of like I think this this Congress is in a unique position. I feel like because just the way they're kind of have the infighting in the Republican Party about being fiscally conservative on shit like this, and they're also it, I don't know what rules they changed in the House. I haven't looked into all of those full details for Kevin McCarthy to get the fucking speaker spot, but like they could rein in a lot of the bullshit if they do the like they were talking about just honest shit you know like term limits and shit like that and was there was something else about uh i don't know just not being able to put random bullshit into you know bills and also people i don't know just the other day i mean you know it's it some people are going to really say it's ridiculous but like these people are being paid to show up to fucking congress so like if you don't show up you shouldn't get to vote unless you have a legit reason you should not be able to vote fucking, you know, from home or any of that bullshit anymore. And I, I like that Kevin McCarthy changed that shit. I, I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fuck. I'm not, I don't like any of these people. I don't fucking like a single one of them. You know, no. unless they come on the podcast and then they're fucking, you know, they're welcome. Yeah, then they're all but, right. <laughs> yeah, then they're all right. But, you know. They get like, a pass. No, I mean, they're, they, are doing, they could do some good shit, you know, but... Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It'll probably just be fucking stupid investigations into dumb shit. There's classified documents all over the place. Everything's fucking classified. I don't know. It was this. Goddamn. See, Democrats are just getting what the fuck they dished out for years. You know, just stupid yeah. investigations into dumb shit instead of being productive. Like, that's just the game we're playing now while they're all just getting richer. Yeah, they're going to do all these investigations over the next, you know, two years or so. And then. You know, like they're gonna they're gonna be running for re-election, and Republicans are not gonna have anything to run on because they've just been investigating Hunter and Joe and classified document stuff. I mean, it's it's I mean, it, you know, like it's all right to criticize that stuff and and everything like that, but if you think Republicans are gonna be doing anything else over the next two years, you know, they, I mean, they know they can't, right? Like they don't have the Senate, they don't have the presidency, they have the House by a fucking slim margin. You know, they, they can't accomplish any of the big things that they want to. So they're just going to they're going to drag out the investigations. And I imagine they'll impeach Joe for something. I don't maybe it'll be this classified document stuff. Maybe it won't. But I imagine that that's coming sometime over the next uh, two years or so. I think <clears throat> I think that's something that we're all going to have to get used to. Um, I, I think it'll just be. Yeah, I, I think it will be that. Like every time we get a new president, the other party's going to find something and they're going to impeach him. And they might do it fucking like a year before the election, so it has the most impact. Uh, it's going to be an annoying part of our politics going forward. Yeah, no, it's going to suck. Yeah, I think uh, I've heard. You know, there's there's little trends on the internet of uh, Joe is going to be. You know, they want this is this is like the thing to get him replaced, all that shit. I don't believe it's anything like that. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think any of these investigations will ever go anywhere. If he's impeached, he won't be, you know, like removed convicted. from office. Yeah. Yeah, convicted. 
Like, yeah, I mean, they could impeach him all day long if they wanted to, but they're not going to convict him in the Senate or remove him. And yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't really see, I just don't, I don't see this classified document scandal being big enough to cause Biden not to run for reelection. I mean, not that I want him to, but like, like, <clears throat> like they found, you know, just, just to fucking look back at Trump, right? Like they found 200 something, you know, documents at, at Mar-a-Lago and wherever the fuck else. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's under investigation for, for like obstruction of justice for that. And they, they raided his house. He ignored a subpoena, like all this stuff. And, you know, that, that didn't prevent Trump from running for president in 2024. So why, why would, you know, Biden's document stuff prevent him from running? And I just don't, I don't see this blowing up to that kind of a level. I don't know. I mean, you know, I think I said this on another podcast, but like, you know, we might not know exactly what's on those documents, but I mean, can you really imagine that it's something big enough to cause Biden not to run? I don't it know. It would be fucking, it would be beautiful. It'd be a great thing if just there was some bipartisanship that said, if you take class classified documents, you can no longer run for president. And we just <sighs> fucking did away with both of them. Dude, that would be, yeah, that would be so nice. It would be tremendous. I would love to just like, if, if yeah, if we could, if we could just take them off the ballot in 2024, that would be great. That would be so nice. You would immediately see <coughs> if like, if like Hakeem Jeffries and fucking Kevin McCarthy were up on Capitol Hill and they were like, we've decided we've come together both Biden and Trump are, they cannot, they're barred from holding office. Not that they would have that ability, but like if it happened, like the next day there would be like 30 people filed to run for president on both sides. It would be crazy. It would be absolutely insane. It would be like the, the Democrats 2020 primary versus the Republicans 2016 primary. There'd be like a hundred people running for office on both sides, just, just ready to go. It would be crazy. I and I would, I would love it. <laughs> I would love to watch that happen and follow it. It'd give a lot of podcast material potential for some, some good guests, you know. It definitely would. Um, I mean, there are some good libertarians running. Mike Termott, who I had on the show uh, back in December. Chase Oliver, who I hope comes on the show sometime soon. Then the next couple of months, maybe. I think that would be a lot of, a lot of fun. But the... Uh, I think I think because Biden and Trump are running, we're just not going to really see anyone all that interesting uh, run for president. And we talked about John Bolton off the podcast a while back, and he's like seriously considering a run for president. Dude, nobody wants his ass to be president. Who out there is like, yes, John Bolton, he's my guy. Who is doing that? Nobody wants that dude anywhere near the fucking levers of power. Hell no, especially if you live in the Middle East or fucking Taiwan or fucking <laughs> or, or South America or, or South America, anywhere, like really. pretty much anywhere. Like, I, like if you live in a country other than the United States, John Bolton wants to overthrow your government. He does. Do you remember when he sat down with Jake Tapper and he said uh, he was like, as somebody that's planned a lot of coups, it's not easy. <laughs> It's like, dude, what are you saying? What are you saying right now on live TV? You can't say that shit. <laughs> He's like, it takes a lot of work. <laughs> Donald Trump could never plan a coup. It takes a lot of work. 
It's like, what? Jake Tapper was like, hold on, wait, just pause for one second. What did you just say? You know? And, uh, I mean, (laughs) he just can't be it. He can't be, he can't be the biggest name that runs against Trump in that primary. That's fucking awful. I know I saw that Nikki Haley, uh, she said something, maybe it was either yesterday or today. Uh, she was on Brett Bear's show and she said she's close to making a decision. I think she hops in. That's interesting. Yeah, I think she does. She gave a speech a couple of months ago where she said like she she was going to run or she said something about a, a woman being president. So like, I think she hops in. I don't know that there's really any question. Also, I don't know. Did it, she's from South Carolina and the Democrats changed their first state to South Carolina. Did did the Republicans keep it Iowa? I don't imagine they have to match. I don't know. I didn't I, I think I think so, yeah. Because I mean it would make sense though in Iowa for Republicans. It would. And like they have yeah, no like, reason to change. But yeah, just because Democrats change, there's no no reason for Republicans to change. But if they did change, that I mean that would you have to imagine that, that would help Nikki Haley. Not that she would beat Trump, but I mean your home state being the first state that votes in a primary would, I mean, it'd be a neat advantage. It'd be a good advantage for her if Trump was not running and she hopped in. Anybody besides fucking DeSantis and Trump are just getting in to fucking get a VP spot. Yeah. Or sell a book, sell a book. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they want to be VP. Cause I mean, you know, I mean, Trump's not picking Pence again. DeSantis would need somebody. They're like, they'd really be vying for that, that VP spot. Could write a book. Some of them already have. I know. Well, I mean, John. We talked about John Bolton. He wrote a book a while back. That was his big thing. Um. Yeah. There's just no. And there's uh. I think Asia Hutchinson, former governor of Arkansas, I believe, was thinking about hopping in. And I mean, you hear you hear people talk about other names, but really, if if you're not Trump or DeSantis, there's no chance for you to win, really. Um. I think Youngkin will be impressive in 2028 if he decides to give that a go. I think he, he's a little too young right now. But, you know, he gets some more experience under his belt as governor there in Virginia. And, you know, maybe in the future. Not right now. And not if he ran against DeSantis or Trump. They would both squash him. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't remember I, I anyone mean, else I've heard running on that side. Hmm. Think I don't know. Greg Abbott will make a go of it, or no? Do you think he's more likely to try to secede from the union? <laughs> the, the you know the Texas Republicans want to. I think they're going to vote on it this year. Not like uh, I think like the uh, they wrote it into their constitution. Something they want to try to have a resolution on it in the next year or so. Just real crazy shit. That's so uh, fucking fun. Why not? You know. <laughs> they're fucking wild, dude. Texas Republicans are like. They're a different kind of Republican, you know, and they, they do all the other things that people associate with like a hardcore conservative Republican. I, I don't know. I, I kind of just don't really think he, he hops in. Uh, I think he likes being governor of Texas well enough. I don't know, though. I mean, I feel like if he like he, he, he like just won reelection. So it would be kind of weird for him to be like, "All right, see ya. I'm going to Iowa, running for president." I think he, I think he stays right here. 
Um, I'd bet on DeSantis doing the same thing, although you never know, just staying in Florida. I don't know. Well, you talk about running for president. You talk about who's going to make a run of it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Abbott. Think? I think Abbott stays in Texas. I think DeSantis stays in Florida. I don't think Young can hops in. I think all the and big players kind of just stay out. There's no, there's no senators. I don't think that could do it. They're too fucking. They're too just. Uh, they're, they're too money driven. You know, I think it has to be a governor. You know, it has to be like somebody. I, you have to prop the right person up who has the. I don't know. Like the senators will make it, they'll, they'll run, but they just, you know, there's just a lot of fundraising involved. I mean, they, they'll be successful with all that shit and everything, but like, it's always just for show. You know, you also, I feel like you don't want a senator to be your president. I feel like that's like an issue that that's usually somebody who is used to governing like with a partisan lean without ever, you know, seeing both sides of things. Yeah. Like as, as a governor, you have to see both sides of shit because every city or every Every fucking state has big ass cities, you know. You have to have, you have to deal with those people, and they usually are fucking voting blue. Yeah, you can't so, really, you can't just like sling mud at the other side and be like, "Oh, we didn't accomplish this because the other side won't work with us." Like when you're the governor of one state, it's like every big thing that happens in that state, like you have to deal with, you have to respond to, and people are going to point at you. And be like, why didn't you do something? You're the fucking governor. You're supposed to fix this. You know, senators can yeah. just be like, you know, I mean, they're 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 one out of a hundred. You know, they can always blame somebody else. They can blame the other party, their their colleagues. They can throw blame. They could throw blame at the president, the Supreme Court, everybody. They can throw blame all around. But governors, like the buck stops with you and your state. And you have to answer to people. Like, you know, if you. You know, if you're not popular, they they will, you know, you might get thrown out. And I mean, they're just similar jobs. They're just more similar jobs. I mean, uh, they're both executive roles, albeit being the president is like way bigger. But, you know, they're similar. Ah, Unless you're in, Um, if if you're in like governors of, uh, that's why I fucking Abbott, DeSantis, uh, and fucking Newsom. Newsom are all legitimate because they... I mean, fuck Newsom, but you know. Yeah, no, no, I'm not uh, a fan. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> you know, Kathy no, Hochul okay. for Kathy falls into that same. I mean, governor of New York, but like nobody wants. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, no. Yeah, I nobody wants out, Newsom Hochul can come on Newsom. the podcast. He can he's come on the podcast if he wants to, though. He's not going to. <laughs> no, he's not going to. He has, so. you know, he has climate change to worry about. It's cool. He actually does. His his state is legit fucking burning up, and you know, then has a bunch yeah. of mudslides and fucking fucking earthquakes. You know, what a fucking disaster! They got a whole bunch of problems. They got a whole, whole bunch, bunch of problems. Of problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm, they, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would look at what's going on in New York or California and be like, "Yes, we want that for everybody. We want that for the whole country." bring that here <laughs> you know people are leaving in droves for a reason man it's not uh it's not a good place to live bad leadership it's just like decades and decades of like supreme democratic rule have created these just massive massive issues i think it's like it's probably really great for some people but it's probably not a great place like 
it's probably like uh at like a tipping point and people are fucking you know hopping off the ship but like i don't know i mean yeah i don't know it's i feel like not... it's um well, I, mean, I, I feel like one big issue is probably it was definitely like it's just become more expensive to live there over time so like you know like 20 years ago 30 years ago you 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 know you you didn't have to make nearly as much money to live a good life in California, but now it's like you. I mean, you've got to be making some some real good money to to say that you're thriving in a place like that. And it just used to not be that way. Like the the range of people that can have a high quality of life in California has gotten smaller and smaller over the years, and I think that is reflected in the growing numbers of people that are leaving. So here's a question. Uh, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to go into this. This might be more. Well, now we probably got time for it. Uh, I was talking to you about this the other day. This is going to be kind of a side note. This is not news related to anything else. So, what do you think is eventually going to happen with that? Like, how will what's going to happen when the market collapses? Is there is there ever are people ever going to have a problem with people? going somewhere like California, leaving and being able to buy up swaths of, you know, land and everything in other places. Like, when is that going to become a problem? When are people going to have enough of that? Are people ever going to, like, try to, you know, develop other shit? Because, like, we were talking about this. I was, I don't know. We were talking about this not on the podcast the other day. But, uh, like, uh, when places are just giving out shit and giving away shit and, just ruining the fucking value of a dollar. Other fucking states, you know, we're from the Mid-South, you know. So, like, uh, just cost of living is so much lower these places. Like, they're just going to drive up cost of living. Like, where are people going to go? What's going to happen? Has this happened before? No, this is kind of like a, you know, this whole United States thing is a very new thing. Yeah. I guess it maybe it's happened before. Yeah. Uh I really don't know. It's but it's like it's hard to see it's hard to see states that are spending money like that like get off the path that they're on. You know what I mean? Like does anybody is there anyone out there who's giving like positive predictions for the future of living in California in like five, ten years and like the negative effect that that's gonna have on like the whole rest of the country? You know, like, how do they how do they get off this path that they're on? They're going to keep voting for the same people and they're going to keep, you know, enacting similar policies. That have, I mean, you it know. used to it used to be like, you know, you you make a standard on a car in California and then it goes for the rest of the fucking country. Like within the fall, everybody has to follow suit because you don't want to lose that market. Like, uh, at what point is it worth it to lose that market? Because other states are growing so much. Like, how much does like they lost like what two congressional seats this year, and what Texas gained like two? I don't know. Uh, I think you're right. I think uh, New York gained as well. I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, or no, New York lost. I think. I'm pretty sure too. I might be wrong about all that, but whatever. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could get to the point where. I don't know where California's at in terms of like, like what the top like five or three states in population are. But I mean, if enough people leave, enough businesses leave, you know, like we, we might see that kind of start to even out. And then, you know, you might have like, it might not be every other state, like all 49 states, but what if it was like 20, 25, 30? 
that were just like, all right, we're not listening to California anymore. We have, we have our own market of people. Like we're good. You can keep, you know, your regulations and everything like that. We're going to do our own thing here. We're going to make our own cars here. And they're going to follow I mean, restrictions and laws set by politicians in this state and not somewhere else. I think it would be, I think it would be a great thing for this country. I think it would be great to not have to fucking a little bit of interstate competition would be good. Just regional competition. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked the idea of just like, like coalitions of governors, just like getting together and, and doing things and solving problems like as a group. Cause I feel like if you bring like, if you, if you had like a meeting and you invited all the governors, you know, like nothing would get done. That's too many people to have sitting down trying to solve like all of their problems of all the different states and all the unique complex issues they face. That's way too hard. But if you get a solid tight knit group of, you know, a handful of governors, maybe a little more, you know, wanting, you know, laying out like what they want to solve, like they, they all have similar issues because they're in similar parts of the country you would assume. So they're just like, we're going to work together to tackle these issues for our people. And we're going to do it our way. I think you're also more likely to get the public on board with that because why would somebody in fucking Arkansas want to get involved with something that doesn't affect them, but I don't know, involves the whole country. Like why the fuck would Arkansas want to participate? Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, but if you're if like, people, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, people are already super unhappy with the federal government, you know, controlling their lives. They're definitely, they definitely don't want influence from places that they think are like just unlivable, like California and New York. Um, you know, like they just, they, they would be perfectly fine to just like, you know, get some neighboring states together and be like, all right, let's fucking, let's tackle these issues. Divide them up by college football conferences and just form yeah. countries. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, the coalitions wouldn't look that bad. I'm not saying that they should secede. I know that's kind of, you know, maybe what it sounded like. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about fucking coalitions. You know, I don't so want anyone like to a, leave. <laughs> just you could form like a, I don't know. It's not like a. It's different than a branch of government. It's just like all. Yeah, it's it's just coalition governments. That's so interesting. What 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 a fucking. Why don't why isn't that done more? I don't think that the United States has existed long enough for somebody really to put that into practice. Uh I mean I'm sure it has on like smaller smaller scales, really. Um and 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 like some of the coalitions that are like that, that consist of people like that that have existed before, are like really really ideological. They don't like you know, there's a fucking, there's a long way from them like meeting up and talking about all these ideas and like actually putting boots on the ground and fixing shit in their state. You know, like it's a long, super long process. But if you just, yeah, no, I, I, th I think if people just kind of work together by region and, you know, solve issues that, you know, affect them and their neighboring states and people that are having similar issues, even if they're not like in the same part of the country you know, like they could still, they could still like, they're, you know, like countries or this country states in the Midwest, you know, suffer a lot of the same issues that states in the South suffer, you know, yeah, or like so the Rust Belt. I guess this like, where there's like, 
I guess that's why there's unions and shit like that. Like that's the fucking benefit to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of like non-governmental organizations that operate within the United States that try to solve these kinds yeah. of issues. And, but they're just, I mean, they, you know, they, they might be more efficient because government works slow as shit, but they don't have access to the tools and the resources and like, they don't have the authority to do things that, that state governments do. So they're often very limited in the, like the amount of change they can create. Yeah. If they could like, uh, if like the, um, I don't know, I don't know if this is like the, like a real thing. I'm sure it's a real thing, but I'm not going to use the right term. Like, uh, uh, dairy farmers, you got dairy farmers all over the country, but like in patches. So like if the governors of those states, I mean, I'm sure that's what they do just with their representatives. They just lobby those people to do the right shit on in, in D.C. But what if there was like another way to go around that and you could just get governors to put rules in the states? I'm sure they do that, too. But yeah, yeah I'm sure this yeah. is already kind of organized on other levels. But I guess it happens yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah, it definitely does. It does happen with with different things across the country, but it's just it's never. I feel like it's never really focused on it. It's never like the main way that they attack problems. You know, they usually they usually try to do things themselves or like within within the legislature there and their state. I, I mean, you do see them work together on some things, but it would be interesting if there was just like like if if I don't know if something happened in like the South. You know, you would see like the next day you would see like DeSantis, Abbott, uh, Governor Bashir, Bill Lee, Glenn Youngkin, like all those guys, they'd, they'd like have a press conference or they'd get up on a podium or a stage and they'd be like, look, this is what happened and this is what we're all going to do. This is how every state is going to contribute. This is what has to happen. This is the you know, the resources we'll need, this is the manpower that we'll need. And we're going to, we're going to get it done. You know, I know they, they do that with, um, like with, like with natural disasters, you know, like different States will activate their national guard and we're like, all right, we're sending you guys over there to help, you know? So you can definitely, it does definitely happen on some issues and in some situations, but, um, I just, I, I think it's a really neat idea that could be used to tackle like, most problems like a very wide array of problems and it would be it would be a better way of getting things done putting multiple heads together and then using the strengths from each of those states yeah shit i think it's just like there all those things kind of exist i think it's like getting public involvement and all those things and making everything widely known rather than just i don't know droning on about the same stupid shit you hear on the news you know, like the population's yeah. not educated on any of this stuff. It's not something you learn in school, or at least where I went to school, or I'm assuming where you went to school. Uh, yeah, no, not, not, no. And yeah, in like high school, like absolutely not. <laughs> Never something it, it, didn't, my mind. it didn't get, get that deep. We didn't, uh, we didn't go below the surface. Um, you like that? That was that was not bad. It could have been better, but it wasn't. It wasn't a bad name drop. No, Shit. it's also more obvious. Uh, like the coalitions happening, it's way more obvious, and you see it way more often with 
with foreign policy. You know, you can't even like talk about foreign policy without mentioning all the different groups and coalitions and fucking organizations and everything like that that are involved. You know, and, and it's just it's more it's more visible. It feels bigger because it involves other countries rather than other states. But I feel like I feel like a fair amount of people, you know, people who like pay attention to the news get to see that that kind of process play out you know, all the time with like foreign policy issues, NATO, dude, NATO, you can't, you can't, you can't read any article without seeing NATO in there somewhere, you know? And that's like, you know, they were a coalition of states created to stop the spread of Russia, you know? So that's like, I mean, that is an example of a coalition that was formed for one specific goal they all had in common. Russia has their own security uh, thing I can't remember what they're called. Do they actually? I don't. I yeah. I remember seeing when all this Ukraine shit started. They were talking about that. But yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I just can't. You know, it was it was a quick thing. Well, they they like Russian troops went into one of their neighboring countries and like squashed some protest riots, whatever. And then you heard about that security group they have quite a bit. But I feel like after that, it just kind of. Uh, and kind of fell off. Um, what else do we have? Do you have anything else that Dude, I have a fucking thought about on all this shit? This is not related to any of that. Well, it kind of is, but just some shit I fucking saw this week. I was fucking watching some shit on YouTube about the history of language and how kind of it spread and how, you know, this English is the most, like it'd be hardest, like, you know, you hear it's hardest to learn English. It's not hardest to learn English if, like, you're French, but it's the hardest to learn if, you like, you're Chinese. Just like it's hardest, you know, like some are, depending on where you're from and everything, obviously. But I was watching a video about the history of that, and then they went back into, like, you know, when we were walking around dragging our fucking, fucking knuckles across the fucking ground. Fucking, uh, the fucking, we used to communicate through fucking grunts, you know? And yeah. like, like if you go way back, like our early ancestors, like before they were even, everybody was even fucking human-ish in any way. What's the fucking word? Before we were Homo sapiens and shit, like they they were communicating in some way, way. But our fucking little pea brains were smart enough to like decide that these grunts meant meant things, and we could, you know, if we without language, we would have nothing. And it's it's fucking fascinating how far we've come. You know, we're kind of doing yeah. the same shit, but it's just on a much bigger level now. It's like we seem to not like the people who are the most different from us. You know, those, those tend to be the people who we fight with the most. And also yeah. like, uh, fucking it's, I don't know. It's just a different world. And now it's just like the way we communicate is like, or we're going to blow you the fuck up rather than like beat you over the head with a rock. It's like, we're going to nuke you. I mean, no, we're not saying that now, but like, that's ultimately like the, the fucking mutually assur assured destruction thing. But like, and we're just like these things on this planet that have made it this far. And it's like, what well, what is the breaking point? And has it broken before? And like, how did it continue after it broke? Like, how far? Did, like, you know, you take so many steps forward. How many steps back could you possibly take? I feel like you could take a lot. You, you could, could go all the if way like back. Some really bad could, shit happen. You could reset it completely and probably go extinct because a lot of things go extinct. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, th- this happens. It's it's happened throughout history on a like a smaller level, more focused level. Like um, like there have been civilizations that have just been like wiped off the face of the earth. You know, there were large groups of people just kind of kind of all throughout our history up until. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know up until, but like, you know, that, yeah, entire civilizations, big cities, big things like that would just be wiped out of existence. And I mean, that's not the same as like a species of animal or like humans, but like, you know, those, those people that existed in that civilization got wiped out, like their entire fucking thing ended, not, not just their life, but like their whole way of existence, like everything about them. And I mean, that happens to animals even to this day, you know, other animals go extinct. You have to imagine that it's not, it's definitely not impossible for humans to, to go extinct too. You know, we can't account for everything, man. Like what if a, what if a big meteor just hit the earth? Like there's nothing we could really do about that. I know they're like, they're trying something up there, but like, you know, I mean, shit like that has happened, you know, you look at what happened to the dinosaurs, man. There's no reason we couldn't go out like the way of the dinosaurs. Just some, some like ungodly disaster, natural disaster, something falling from space and hitting us and just wiping us out at any moment. Later today, maybe. You never know. Goddamn, knock on some wood. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Let's hope not. We got we we fucking we exist and our brains work in like this way we understand the world around us now. Like let's just try to keep it that way as long as you can. That's all you can really do, you know. Yeah. Try to keep we your all, fucking brain functioning, you know. Yeah. I will say we also humans, like we we've advanced far enough that we have greater control over the future of our species than like any other animal. You know? Because like if you're if you're not a human, if you're if you, if you're just an animal out there, like there's, there's always a bigger animal that's looking to eat you. And if there's not humans are probably trying to kill you for something, you know, like we're at the, we're at the top of the food chain. We can kind of control our own destiny if we want to outside of like something like just really devastating happening. Yeah. Yeah. you yeah, pretty much you fucking, if you're smart enough, you know, to make the right decisions and, you know, observe the world in that way. But I feel like most people are. You just got to like, you got to survive past some really stupid years before you can learn how to not be an idiot. You know, some people catch on a little bit earlier than others. But like, you know, it's it's interesting. You have to like, your brain has to develop. Yeah. Hmm. I will say we also all have like not maybe not everyone, but for the most part, all humans have like we we still have that innate thing about like not wanting your species to go extinct. We know like nobody wants that outside of like a handful of crazy people. You know, like we all want the the human race to just keep going. Like we do for the most part have all of that in common. There's not some like like Disney level supervillain that wants to destroy the whole world. I don't know why I picked Disney. I could have picked a different, a more like scary franchise. I picked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> There's not like a Darth Vader out there walking around, you know, whatever. <laughs> like a big scary Disney villain. 
Uh, you know. <laughs> trying to destroy the world. You remember those Disney movies? <laughs> shit. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like Star Wars is a di- no. Star Wars is Disney shit now. So yeah, yeah, it is Disney it now. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. For the most part, we all do want humans to keep on living, and I mean, you know, our population does keep going up. We crossed like eight billion the other day. A couple months ago, maybe. So so many. How many yeah, is too so many, many, though? I don't know. I, I This is a terrible thing to cite because I've read it so long ago, and it's just one of those things I've always had in my head. But I heard somebody say one time it was like 11, like 11 million will start seeing problems. 11 billion will start seeing problems. 11 12 billion something like that i how true is that i have no fucking idea but it's always something that's kind of stuck in my head like all right once we reach you know like once think, we start getting up there we might experience issues i i feel like are we it's much higher than that but i also feel like uh it's uh very much like uh it's gonna grow but some places have grown too fast you know it's not going to like it, we will we will for sure have problems when we start reaching about 11 12 billion but ultimately like the carrying capacity for the earth for fucking humans i feel like is higher unless you know the yeah. asteroid hits meteor fucking wipes them out but you know yeah. like what is the capacity where we start like facing like threats that might make us extinct like when when does it like really become a problem it can cause issues on its way up there but like when does it become an existential threat you know i don't know i mean you have to imagine there there is a threshold somewhere i don't know how high it is but there's only so many resources you have there's only so much room you have you know i feel like you have more room in other places you just have to like you're not going to be able to space people around in a way that they're going to be happy with. And this is, this is, this is a very slippery slope conversation, you know? So it's like, you got to kind of fucking like, you got to fucking, you got to move. People don't want to leave where they're from and people would have to fucking like, like the mass migration from old climate or this, that, and the other, whatever fucking bullshit they're going to come up with for it is real. And it will happen in fucking, yeah, it's like some. Yeah, I don't know. There's already tensions around the world about that. We just happen to be yeah. from like the United States, where like, I mean, you know, fucking people are mad about the southern border, fucking. But that's not like, that's not like we have an. We don't have enough places for people to live in the United States. I mean, we do have a housing fucking shortage, but like, yeah, those, that's, that's for other reasons. That's we could we could fix all that shit. Yeah, it's it's not really the central problem with with illegal immigration at the, at the U S border, the U S Mexico border. Um, I think you're right though. Like most people do want to live like where they're born, you know, like what country they're born in. So if you, you know, if people have to start migrating from one country to another, because they just can't, you know, like their country doesn't have enough resources for them or they're, you know, like there's, there's not a lot of land that people can live on or, you know, stuff like that. So like the price, the cost of living is like super high and, you know, people start migrating to other countries. You do see this happening from some countries to others. Um, you know, but like, 
you know, at a scale that could get much bigger just as our population starts to, to grow, like you might start seeing, you know, it might go from tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of, of migrants to millions in some places. And, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, there, I mean, there are issues that come with that too. I don't know what that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that number is when we start seeing like large scale stuff like that, but uh, I don't think it'll be within our lifetime. So I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) I think our generation is good. We'll, we'll leave. um, Yeah. We'll leave later generations to worry about that. They could freak out about that. Hmm. It is interesting. Shit. Immigration. Just migration of fucking everything. Well, migration is when things come back, right? Immigration is when you move to stay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because like there's a migrant worker who comes for like a season. I don't know yeah. if that's true or not. I'm fucking making that up. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. It's been a been a long time since I took a, a government class or a politics class. Especially one where they were like getting into specific shit. Well, I don't know. I haven't taken. I know that seems like something you would talk about at a later level of classes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, shit. This is well, this is not exactly like. It's funny. It's something that I wrote down, but it just it hasn't stuck with like any of the theme of this episode. So I I just haven't really been able to bring it up, and it might be a decent <laughs> thing to. Might, maybe it'll be a decent thing to end on just kind of as we uh, close out on an hour here. Um, there was a guy I was reading on. It was a France 24 article, whatever it was. And there's a guy that was he's from the Caribbean somewhere in there. And he was repairing a sailboat. And the weather got really bad and he got swept out in the sea. And they found him the other day. He's been missing since like late December. And I saw that shit. I did. Yeah, it's twenty four days. Yeah, yeah, twenty four days out at sea. Been missing since you know however long ago twenty four days was. Uh, And he only had a bottle of ketchup, some garlic powder, bouillon cubes, and a little bit of water. And he survived for twenty four days out there, man. That is crazy. I've been thinking about that ever since I saw well, I saw it like last night, so it hasn't been that long. But I'm just like, God damn, that's a long time to survive out at sea. And it just, it must have sucked. That's like one of the worst situations you could find yourself in, you know? What did, how did the fuck, how did he do that, you know? Like, where did he get I mean, the water from? How did he not dehydrate and die? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Wait, was he like on it? He wait, he was on a piece of something, wasn't he? He was on a sailboat, I think, or maybe yeah. He was like repairing a sailboat and then got swept out to sea. And he uh, he carved help onto the hull of the boat, and that shit didn't work. Nobody could read that. But he had a mirror with him, and he used it to attract the attention of a plane flying overhead and they flew back by and they were like, you know, they saw it like, what the fuck is that? They flew back by. They noticed that there was someone down there. They called the Colombian Navy 
and they got him back after 24 days. His name was Elvis Francois. And he survived like one of the most fucking like terrifying things ever. That's horrific. That's no good. That's so fucking scary. Yeah. Never a better time to have you a bottle of ketchup, though. I wonder what the fucking deal was with the ketchup and the garlic and everything. How did he? I wonder what he maybe he found. Wait, so he was he he was in a sailboat, right? Was he yeah. like in the? Okay, so he was like, but there was a, no sail on it. I'm assuming. Uh, or was I don't he? Know. How, how did he not get? How could he not just sail back? He didn't know where he was. I don't. Know. They found him. Uh, where the where did they find him? They found him like I forget how many uh miles nautical miles off the coast of Colombia. It was they found yeah they found him 120 something nautical miles off the coast of Colombia. And I I guess he just I don't I don't know that he I don't know that it was his sailboat. I didn't see anything. He might have just been like a repairman. Or maybe he like you figure if that was his boat and he was an experienced uh sailor that he would be able to get back maybe. I don't know. I've never you been lost at sea. I don't know how hard it is. You'd also think like Maybe if you, if you even if you repaired sailboats, you'd probably fucking know how to fucking sail one. I feel like it's not that hard. I feel I, I've done it like like twice on a, like a little bitty one, but yeah. like fucking and it wasn't it wasn't it. I don't remember it being that fucking challenging. <laughs> but but like the weather, the weather was bad. The weather. Oh, the was weather bad. was bad. Oh, yeah, okay. The, well, the weather was bad when he got swept out to sea, and then he's just like in the middle of the ocean. Just like maybe bugs. he just had maybe he had like water on the boat from like when he got swept out to sea and he just was like you know drinking puddles and shit. Yeah, I don't know. He also like, like <laughs> I don't know. It's probably I mean I would imagine it's probably pretty difficult to like navigate from the middle of the ocean to back home when you can't see anything and it's just water. What if it was just like a, a, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't see a picture of the sailboat. I can't imagine it's some like great big boat that has all this stuff on it. You know, it might have just been like a little fucking sailboat. You know, that's just not meant for that kind of stuff. Oh, that shit's got to be so fucking disorienting. Think about that. You ain't see, you don't see nothing. You know, nothing, the sun comes like, up and down, but like the sun doesn't always go in the same fucking. You know, it's 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 not it's rises and east sets in west, but sometimes it's like a little fucking northwest. You know. Yeah. I don't know where I don't know where Columbia is. I should, maybe. I don't know if I should or not. I've never been there, but you know. Yeah. You, I don't know. I don't know what you would do if you just like like you just like you fucking the storm. You know, you get past that where you're kind of out in some clearer stuff. So you look up and you just look around, and you just see water. You don't see nothing else. Um, he did see some planes. So like, you know, eventually he got that mirror and he was like, this is the only way anyone is going to be able to like find me. Like there's no one around forever. I think, uh, I think some boats passed him and they, but like, they were just so far out that they couldn't see him. Like he could see the boat, but they couldn't see him. So he probably, I mean, he's, he definitely was on some small little, just a little boat. Can you imagine seeing a boat crazy. lost at sea and then just like not being able to fucking 
do anything about it. Like they can't see you. You're, you <laughs> you haven't had a sip of water in two weeks, so you can't talk. Much less yell. It's got to be awful, man. They got him though, and he he did like I saw I saw a picture of him with I assume you know what were the people that found him, and he did talk to the the uh, the media a little bit. The article was not very long. It, it did not have very many details in it, but he was just kind of like, yeah, I I lost hope. He was like, I thought I was done for. You know, that's just uh, just an awful situation to find yourself in. It'll make a great movie in like five years. Well, hell, it was a movie like 20 years ago. <laughs> it's still a bit of a movie. It's going to rebound. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple of movies uh, <laughs> with that same premise. I don't know. It was something. It was one of those things that you see when you're scrolling down your Twitter thread and it catches your eye. You're like, wait, what happened? He was lost for how many days? That's awesome. Good for him, you know? Yeah. He had a real, like, you know, people go fucking do ayahuasca and shit like that. He didn't have to. He just fucking got lost out at sea for 24 days and should have died. He probably fucking experienced, like, all kinds of, like, you know, any kind of meditation trip you could go on, he fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah, he had just one of the most intense experiences you could have as a human, just like Dude, being I bet lost it's at beautiful sea. As, think about that. You just look up at night. It's probably beautiful as fuck. Oh, yeah. You just look up and you just see all the stars and shit. And all the planes shit. flying by that are not going to help yeah. you. Yeah, no. Yeah, especially at nighttime, they can't fucking see your ass. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just there's nothing you can do. You just kind of gotta gotta lay there. Um, no, I think if I'm I think if I'm gonna go stare up at the stars, I'm gonna uh, be on land. Yeah, he you did know? have ketchup and garlic and shit though. You know, he he was all right. He had lunch. He had lunch. He had something to eat. That, that is better than nothing, you know. If you fucking, you know, it's, everything's real salty and probably just make you thirsty, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not better than having nothing. It's not. Well, it's not a lot better than having. It's definitely better. It's not a lot better than having nothing. Like, I bet that entire time he was just like, "God, I wish I had more food." You know, that's just not enough to be living on for twenty four days. That's crazy. That's insane. Like, like nothing else, you know. Yeah, you caught a fish, though. If you had you a fish, you have all the ingredients to cook a pretty goddamn nice fish meal, you know? Good meal. <laughs> yeah. He did. Oh, yeah, dude. He uh, he didn't do this to cook, but he did start a fire in his boat to try to attract uh, people at, at night, like a plane going overhead, whatever. He did, like, start a fire in his boat, which is a risky move when That's you're in high, the middle of the ocean. High-risk <laughs> situation there. Dude, that is that is a hell of a move. That is so that's wild. I don't know what what was the boat yeah. made of? If the boat was metal, See, I that, guess it's okay. If the boat was wood, that's high risk, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what it was, but they didn't they didn't say. I don't know like what he lit on fire or how he started a fire or what he did, but he started a fire on his boat and it well, it didn't work, but that's a crazy thing to do. If you're on a wooden boat, 
and you start a fire or any flammable, like a boat that is just going to burst into flames, you know, and that's the only thing between you and the bottom of the ocean. That's a hell of a move. Yeah. No, it's stupid. You, I guess you, you are in the ocean. I guess you got, I don't know. I fucking boats burn down all the time, I guess. But I guess it's yeah, easy to put out. There's water there. There's water there, but. You have all the water in the world, actually. You know, you could put it out pretty quick, I guess. But you don't but want still, to just I... it <laughs> It seems high yeah, risk. No. It seems dangerous. No, I, I wouldn't be lighting my I'd... boat on fire. I yeah, need I more know. details. Yeah. Yeah, and details was the thing that the story was lacking. Nah, fuck it. Uh, Next time we do good story though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to follow up. We'll we'll follow up on the story and see if we can find anything, uh, anything interesting on that story. We'll just learn a little more about uh, old Elvis Francois. See if we can get him on the fucking podcast, (laughs) dude. That would be crazy. That would be insane. I would, yeah, I would love to talk to him. I have all the questions. I have so many questions. I need, yeah, like you, I need details. I need to know exactly, exactly how this went. Like I said, I think it'll make a, so it will be, it'll, it'll be a series, a movie, something, book, definitely a book. Did he speak 100%. English? Because I'm, I'm only fluent in English. Uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't listen to the interview. I just read an article on it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So I don't know if he speaks English. So, podcast might be a little difficult. Um, Shit. But, you know, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, if he didn't speak English, then I, I guess I just can't talk to him. It's a shame, but what can you do? I only know one language. Shit. And I, yeah. I can't learn another. I, done, I tried. And it just didn't work. No. Hell no. I feel you. I'm taking so much fucking Spanish that I don't speak any of. I understand yeah. some. I know some profanity, but that's about it. Yeah, no, I took yeah, I took a fair amount of it in school. Uh, I live in San Antonio, and I just can't speak any Spanish. You you figure somewhere along the way I would have picked a little something up. Uh, I mean, like the smallest amount of something, just like really words and phrases here and there. That's kind of that's just kind of it. That's all I can do. I wish I could do more, but it just ain't happening. Shoot, do you have anything else that you want to mention on here before we close it out? We crossed over an hour. I think we're good to go. I think we are. Um, I am going to try to get some new guests on um, in the coming weeks. I finally got some stuff together, made myself a list. Uh, got some individuals in mind that I want to invite on. I mentioned one of them earlier this episode, Chase Oliver. I would like to have him on. Um, there's a couple other guys too that I'm interested in reaching out and seeing if they'll come on the uh, the show. And we're going to have another exciting year of uh, cool ass guests on this podcast. So um, you know, follow, like, subscribe, do all the stuff, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>